This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. So today, offering's going to be a little different. God gave me a picture of what he wanted to do today. So just real quick, um, I'm not even going to give you my name because all that matters is Jesus. <laughs> so, um, you know, going into the new year, we often, you know, go, we may go over our journals or whatever from last year and we're going out, you know, we have a picture of what we're going to go after in the new year. And so I was, you know, we kind of beat ourselves up what we didn't accomplish. And I was like, oh, I really want to go after this thing this year. You know, I get into fear over my kids' virtual learning. And then I like yell at the very people that I love. Right. And so I said, okay, God, I'm going after this this year. And he said, Allie, why are you going after that? I'm not. And in that moment, I just Pastor Gavin's been talking about it. I fell in love all over again because we have a tendency to look at our flaws and we want to fix them when we know we can't, but we think we can somehow over and over repeatedly year after year after year. And and I love this illustration that um, Elder Kevin did one um, so one Wednesday night when he said they have um, they used to do tours at the Pentagon. I don't know if they do them anymore, but he said the tour guide who works for the Pentagon they're constantly constantly looking at the guest. They are given the tour literally walking backwards. They know the building. They know everything. And so our tour guide is Holy Spirit. And so as he, we focus on him, and every word that's come off of this platform has been turning to him, turning to Jesus. When I was looking at my yelling and my fear and my whatever, it got worse. Go figure, right? So when Jesus said he wasn't going after that, so why am I? So he said, all I want you to go after this year is me. He only wants us to go after him. Let's forget about our flaws, what we don't like about ourselves, our sin, our bad behavior, our bad attitudes, and look at him. That's what he wants. He's the tour guide. Yeah, we're going to encounter situations, but as we're looking to him, stuff is going to fall. Our way, he's, if a situation comes that we can't handle, he's going to show us what to do. So I just... so. Um, Luke 6.38 where it says give and it shall be given usually it's talking about people use that for offering but in that chapter it's really talking about how we treat each other how we treat ourselves relationally so today I felt to do a prophetic act and I felt like the Holy Spirit wants everybody to get up out of the boat come to the altar and lay down that thing that you thought Nobody, God can't do this for me. God, it's too hard. I've been struggling too long. Or you may be on the other end of the spectrum where you're killing it. Everything's good. Everything's great. God wants your great. He wants your vision for this year. He wants your flaw. He wants that thing that you thought he couldn't even fix. He can't even change. He's a God of transformation. And when we come to him, when we get out of the boat, when we give him, when we give to him that thing, that thing that only he can fix anyway, he's going to give. It says, given, it shall be given. What is the it? Whatever you need and whatever you didn't know that you needed. So if you want to get out of the boat, if you want to be amazed this morning, come up to the altar, lay that thing down, and watch God amaze you. And then out of that place of falling in love and being amazed, you sow. You sow because to the one who first loved us. So if that's okay with Pastor Gavin, that's what I felt to do. Just I'm going to bring my thing that I thought God wanted me to go after, my yelling and being in fear and 
a whole bunch of other stuff that y'all don't need to know. It's not y'all business, but <laughs> y'all can bring whatever. And don't just come and, you know, like the fear of man has to leave because when Pastor Gavin said, when Peter got out of the boat, the other ones didn't, but Peter got out of the boat. So if you want to get out of the boat, if you want God to meet you in that area of killing it or struggling, this is your opportunity. I'm not going to preach this morning. I'm not going to teach. Um, towards the end of the week, the Holy Spirit started talking to me about some stuff. share that with you a little bit this morning because it's going to set the platform for today when God made Adam it says that God took dirt God took dust God took the substance of earth to create man he took from the domain that man was to reign and rule in and created his body but he never left him there he took earth and he breathed into earth and he breathed spirit into earth and he breathed his very nature into man God's nature that which defines his kingdom that which defines heaven becomes important because when we get born again what God is saying to us is I want you to understand the significance of who you are you are the touch point between heaven and earth no other creature has that You were built of the earth, but you have the life of heaven on the inside of you. What qualifies you to live in this domain called earth is that you were made of dust. But what makes you more than a conqueror is that you were built from heaven. What you carry on in the inside of you is the very life of God. So when Jesus came, Jesus preached the kingdom. Jesus preached the kingdom. What is the kingdom? Kingdom is the reign and rule of God, not up in heaven, but on earth. What he was saying was, when he spoke to people, he said, let me teach you how to pray. And when he said, let me teach you how to pray, what did he say? He said, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What he was saying was, the life that's on the inside of you is to define the very physical being of who you are. That's where it starts. It's designed to define my thinking and my feeling and my ideas. It's designed to change me. God's intention is heaven invade earth. And when he talks about heaven invading earth, he's talking about you. That's where it starts. I want you to know that God wants to invade you this morning. 
We've done a good job as the church universally of raising up people of understanding. But God's intention was never that we become people of understanding. His intention was that we become people of encounter. If your understanding doesn't lead you to encounter, you haven't completed the course. Understanding is designed to put you on the road. It gives you the trajectory. It gives you the journey. But it doesn't put you at a place where you just stop. Understanding is designed to lead us to encounter. He defines everything. So the written word becomes important for us because it gives us a goal. What it begins to do is it begins to illuminate for us and reveal to us who he is. Jesus is everything. Jesus is everything. There's the goal. You want to know where you're going? There's the goal. As long as you keep your eyes on him, you know where you're going. The point is, the written word is designed to introduce you to an encounter into a relationship with the living God. It's something which is supposed to change who we are. Relationship is pragmatic. It's practical. It's something we encounter. It's something that redefines who we are. How much do you want it? I love my kids so much. And I want what's best for them. But they've got to decide what they want. God loves you so much that he sent Jesus. Love provided grace. And that's available and it's accessible to everyone. Everyone. But it starts off at salvation. Do you want it? You see, God only works with us through invitation because he's given you something called your free will. You get to decide what you want for your life, how much you want for your life. And so he will always work with us through invitation because he honors our right to elect how we want to go forward. This morning, he's going to extend an invitation to you to step into something new. He's going to extend an invitation for you and he's going to present to you something about who he is and the invitation is to let go of who I was and allow him to come in and for heaven to flood earth and to change me. It's nothing I do. It's nothing I earn. It's nothing that has anything to do with me apart from recognizing the significance and the value of his contribution. Jesus outside of the boat my part is to hear the invitation and my part is to make a decision whether I want to step over the edge his part is to intervene in my life and to bring change and transformation I believe that the place that God is calling us to is to the fulfillment of understanding the word to encountering the word. 
And I think in order to do that, it's important that we begin to understand and have an appreciation for and embrace a concept called holiness. Holiness has nothing to do with me trying to behave or act like God. Holiness has everything to do with me recognizing as I walk through my journey with the one who loves me, the one who never leaves me, the one who sticks closer than a brother, my all in all, the everything that you need him to be. As I journey through life with him, what he does is he begins to reveal to us areas of our life where he is not everything that we want him to be. You see, you're an adopted son or a daughter, which is wonderful. You're a son and a daughter of the king. The challenge with somebody who's being adopted, though, is that they come with history. And the problem with it is some of our history doesn't define who he is. And what he's saying is, I want to be everything for you. So what he's going to do is he he takes part of our history, part of who we were before we met him. And he's sitting saying, I want the very life that's on the inside of you to be fully formed in every part of you as earth. I want heaven to redefine earth. I want who you are to look like how I am. Holiness is coming to a place where I sit and say, you know what, I got this baggage. I have heart pains. I have issues. I've got stuff I can't deal with. I've got mindsets. I have addictions. I come in with pain and I need healing and I need wholeness. And what he's saying is I'm inviting you to step into that place of holiness. Holiness says, you know what? I can do nothing of myself. I look to you because what I'm looking for is I'm looking for heaven to invade earth. I'm looking for who you are in your power and your presence to come into that space right now and to redefine it and make it whole and complete in you. Holiness is wholeness and completion in him. Whatever you have today and wherever you've been, whatever you're struggling with, whatever's defining you that you recognize is not part of heaven, what he's doing is the invitation he's going to extend to you today is this. Would you like me to come in and flood that space? Would you like me to come in and flood that space? In Revelation chapter 1, I think it's verse 6, it speaks about the fact that we are called as kings and priests. We are called as kings and priests. Kings and priests are important because it defines who we are. The thing about it is we've celebrated our role as a king. The the person who, who lives from a place of authority and a place of power but we want to jump over the priestly role. The thing is we don't get to step into our role fully as king until we're established in our role as a priest. A priest is all about consecration. A priest is all about setting in that place between heaven and earth. In the Old Testament, the priest was the one where if you wanted to connect with God, you would go to the priest. And what would happen is it would translate into sacrifice. The priest would sacrifice on your behalf. The priest was the one who was full of blood. It's a picture of our role. As part of the royal priesthood, the church, we are called as kings and priests. Priests are full of blood. Priests are those who sacrifice. 
priests or those who sit and say, you know what, it doesn't matter how I feel in this area of my life. I know it doesn't define who you want me to be. I know that I might be comfortable carrying this baggage, but I'm going to sacrifice it. I know that I have these addictions, but you know what, I'm going to put that on the altar because I want to let go of them some stuff. I'm sacrificing because what I want to do is I want heaven to invade earth. Take up your cross and follow me. Take up your cross and follow me. Cross is a place of sacrifice. What are you prepared to sacrifice in order to follow me that you may realize life? John chapter 5, verse 39 and 40. It says, you read the scriptures for in them you think you find eternal life and those are scriptures that speak of me but you don't come to me that you may realize life we want to change it we need to have the word we need to have the scripture we need to understand where we're going to find life and salvation and healing and the all in all and the Alpha and omega the beginning and the end the author and the finisher the one who's going to take you and deliver deliver you the one who's going to move you into wholeness and health and wellness and provision We need to have the word. We need to have the understanding. But once you have the understanding, it says, but come to me. It's not complete until we come to him. This morning is about coming to him. I don't know where you are and what you're battling with. And I don't know where you want to go with God. But what I will suggest to you is this. The mark of a priest is a consecrated life. And when you talk about consecration, consecration really speaks about love. The ultimate expression of love is consecration. What it says is, I value and I love you so much that anything that I have that in any way compromises our relationship. Anything that I have in any way that is going to get in the, in the way of me realizing the fullness of who you are, I'm prepared to sacrifice it. Consecration says, I see you and I value you and I'm so passionate about a God who loves me so much. What I want to do is I want to grab hold of anything that gets in the way of us, Lord, because I want to realize you more. If you want to go to a deeper relationship with God, if you want to be more passionate about God, if you want to realize what it is to live from authority, and if you really want to have an ultimate expression of power, discover and pursue holiness. Why? Because with God and with his presence comes who he is. God carries with him power and authority. He is love. You want to experience that stuff? Make space for him in the different areas of your life because when he arrives, everything comes with him. The moment that you got born again, something happened. Jesus paid the price so that your spirit could be made brand new. The sin that used to define who you were was washed away. What ended up happening? I ended up with a spirit man that was clean, that was no longer defined by sin. And because it was no longer defined by sin, what happened? The presence of God came in. The presence of God says, I can make that a habitation. I can tabernacle with you. I can tabernacle with you. The kingdom is within you. The kingdom is within you. 
The expression of God and the fullness of his nature and who he is, is within you. And it's looking to flood your life. Why did it come in? Because I recognized that I needed to take care of some stuff. So that I could allow his presence to come in. Realizing the fullness of Christ is about the expression of that. It's taking the principle, which is spiritual in nature, and applying it to my flesh, to my soul, to my thinking, to all of the aspects of my life. All of those things which are of the earth. And he's sitting saying, let heaven invade earth. When I find some of my thinking that is outside of God's design, the invitation is to sit and say, let's make space for that. Because if you let the presence rush in there, what comes in is the power and the presence and the authority. And all of it comes in as a package. You want to realize God? You want to experience God? Invite him in. This morning is about invitation. So we're going to go into worship now. But what I would encourage you to do is this. As we move into that space... I want you to connect with the Holy Spirit. And I want you to be sensitive to what he is saying to you and what he wants to do with you. It may be a recommitment and a rededication. Somebody says, I want to go deep with you. I want to get consecrated to who you are. I want to experience, I'm going to live from a a dimension called the ultimate expression of love. Because I don't want to play spiritual games. He may be looking at some of your baggage. Some of the inherited stuff. And what he's saying is, I want you to be free. I want you to experience the liberty of what I can offer you. I don't want you to do it. I want you to see me and what I have to offer. I want you to invite me in. We don't change it. Because we understand. We don't change it because we know the Bible. We don't change it because of my contribution. We don't change it because I'm playing penance. We change it by faith. We change it by recognizing who he is and by sitting saying, I'm inviting you into that space. Come and do something. I want to leave here changed. It's a principle that we should live by. It's the principle that Sozo operates by. Sozo is all about an encounter with the Holy Spirit where it's like, I can't change you. You can't change you. Nobody can change you, but he can help you identify what needs to be changed. And what he says is, will you invite me into that space? Sozo is all about coming to a place of intimacy with the Holy Spirit where he sits and says, you're chasing all of this stuff because you think that's the problem. This is the issue. Here's the root. And he says, Would you like me to come in and heal it and fix it? Do you want me to flood that space? He offers us choice. He extends an invitation. That's what this morning is about. It's about choice. It's about invitation. We have a good amount of understanding. You have enough understanding this morning is about come to me that you may experience life so as we go into worship 
I want to encourage you wherever you might be if you want to come and kneel down in the front. If you want to sit, if you want to stand, if you want to kneel, this is a space between you and God. And you will leave here today with what you want. Nobody else can define that for you. People are here to minister to you. But you just do your thing and you let God touch you. And if they feel impressed, they'll come and pray with you. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence here. We invite you in, Holy Spirit. We thank you that nobody can bring about change and transformation like you can. I want to thank you, Father, for a heart that just loves us so deeply and so richly. I want to thank you for everything that's been provided for us. I pray that the eyes of our understanding be opened. Holy Spirit, enlighten us. I pray that you show us who he is. Reveal to us who Jesus is in whatever it is that we're struggling with. And we invite you, Holy Spirit, to come to that place where we walk into an encounter with you that leaves us changed and transformed. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.